Welcome, everybody, to the Uncharted Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Work. Guys, I got not one, but two of my good friends on today. First of all, I have the one and only Luis Dunn. Luis is a dear friend of mine and a practice management consultant and expert. She writes for a ton of publications. She speaks all over the world. She's a genuinely wonderful, very knowledgeable person. And I have uh, Dr. Adam Chrisman, who you may know from TikTok. He has a huge TikTok Instagram following. He is also doing a ton of work over at Deviant 360 I give them both much more uh, robust introductions when we get started, but they are here with me today, and we are talking about uh, communicating with pet owners about price. We are having hard conversations and doing top tricks for talking money with clients. Guys, this episode is made possible ad-free by Care Credit. Let's get into it. And now, the Uncharted Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Louise Dunn and Dr. Adam Christman. How are you guys? Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, man, my my pleasure. Uh, you guys are some of my favorite people to talk to. I uh, I know you all, very, I know you very differently. And so this is, as I'm thrilled to have both of you together on the same podcast. This is going to be a bit of a challenge because, uh, boy, there's a lot of personality here. And uh, it's just, it's, it's kind of worlds colliding. So uh, Louise uh, Louis Dunn, you are a um, you are a you're a guru in the business management vet business management uh, world. You are one of my mentors. You have been since the very beginning. I don't I don't want to get gushy here, but you uh, you introduced me to so many people when I was just a vet student and I was enthusiastic and in love with our profession. And you are a big reason that I've had the career that I've had because you have opened you opened doors for me and you made introductions to me and you convinced people to talk to me when I didn't, uh, maybe wasn't, you know, uh, obviously worth their time. And I just, I can't tell you how much I owe you, but um, you are someone that I uh, respect the heck out of. I've had you at a speaker, as a speaker at Uncharted. Um, I read your articles. And so I just, I think the absolute world of you. Uh, Adam Christman, uh, not so much. Um, <laughs> Adam Christman, we met, I think we met at a cocktail party one time. No, um, let me let me let me tell you about about you, Adam Crispin. Uh, you you were a fascinating person. You and I have gotten to be friends over the, just the last year or so of working together. You were, you were doing a lot with modern social media. You uh, you have a huge TikTok following. You do a really. You, I think your work is really interesting in uh, how you talk both to veterinarians and to pet owners. And I can tell you, as someone who's tried that, it's really challenging and hard to do. I think you do that really well. You also are the driving force behind the Fetch conferences and DVM 360. I don't know that I've ever in my career seen someone get an opportunity like you got over there and just absolutely crush out of the park the way that you have. Uh, you know, as someone who makes content for a living, I know how hard it is uh, to to continually come up with good uh, good ideas and exciting things and interesting things. And, and the amount of work that you have put into Fetch and DVM 360 in the last couple of years, and now you've, you've grown and you've, you've brought, you've got a team around you that that's really sort of growing and selling. But um, just, just, I, you, you took that opportunity over there and just have really done exceptional things with it. And so I just, uh, I just admire both of you so much. And I am so glad to have you guys here. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. Hearing that from Andy Rourke, Louise Dunn, my God, that I'm sitting down. Let me just how old I am. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to have you guys on today for, uh, I saw that you guys are, uh, you were doing a presentation recently on top tricks for talking money with clients. 
And I, I, I always like that. I, I think everybody wants to keep care affordable. Everybody wants to advocate effectively for pets and balancing those things. We're also going into a period where, you know, inflation uh, is becoming a concern. And we're looking at, you know, uh, is the economy is it strong? Is it not strong? We're, we're going back and forth. There's, uh, you know, the world is sort of changing. And, and I think a lot of affordability and uh, access to care are really important conversations. So I was really intrigued by this. And I said, I think the world of both of you. And so I, I really like to just kind of have you guys start to lay this down for us as we start to, to sort of walk through. So let's just go through this in, in sort of a tip style format, if that's okay. And I'm, I'm going to sort of open, open the floor up. Uh, you know, Luis, when I was looking at sort of what you guys have put together and, and sort of the message you've been you've been bringing out. Um, you 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 seem to, to open up with a with a sort of tips about about sort of transparency. Um, can, can you talk to me kind of about about what that looks like as you start to set up these 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 difficult conversations? Absolutely. You know, the answer that we seem to have is we don't like to confront, yet we want to give the best quality of care we can. We're in the service business and the service we provide is veterinary medicine. And so what happens is we, we're not trained, we don't do a good job in what's called axiology. Axiology is the study, study of the perception of value. So what do we do to help our clients not see sticker shock? We need to be transparent. We need to let them know we're in the service business and the service we provide is veterinary medicine. And when you have a client that gets has sticker shock, you're putting them in a situation where they don't know what to do. So you want to start the conversation and just take one step at a time and open up. This is what we're going to do, but we're not going to do anything until we discuss a treatment plan. You're being transparent. In fact, there's some companies that are so transparent, they put prices on their internet, on their website. So Adam, let me hand that over to you. Here's real quick thoughts on on pricing on the internet. I I I thought about this a lot. I've seen different practices doing yeah. this. There there's real benefit I think in not having people come in and be completely floored about what they're getting into. I think a lot of doctors really uh, grit their teeth and go ah. Yeah. And if they don't talk to me, they're not going to know that it's worth it. What what are you right. what are your thoughts? I, I agree, and it's interesting because. Here we are when I, I give these customer service lectures, we talk about, you know, how much is it to spam my dog? And, you know, that's a very classic question where you can say, oh, it's $500 and then they hang up. Whereas you want to make it not the, the experience, not so transactional, but actual. So who am I speaking to on the phone? Oh my gosh, wow, how, how many weeks old is this new puppy? We are so excited. You're trying to create an experience and then it's like buying a car. You don't really want to, they're not going to give you the $35,000 sticker shock right off the bat. They really want right. to see warranty, you know, what comes with all the bells and whistles. So I agree though, like there's got to be a little bit of a fine balance because I don't know if you need to put everything up on the internet, but maybe some of your high touch point items might be good to be transparent about. Yeah, no. I, I like this. All right, so transparency up first. Where where do we go from here? Well, the the one of the first tips that we usually recommend is to acknowledge all your clients. You know, because we have so many different ones that are out there too. So this can be from the client in the exam room to the scrollers like myself. We're always going through our social media feeds and seeing what's out there because you know there's going to be some Facebook ads or Instagram ads that are going to be in there. Um, and phone shoppers, like we just previously talked about too. And so, you know, how do we go about acknowledging all those clients? And I think 
Luis and I, we, we, we chat about this around the country, talking about how you can convert a follower to a client, you know, and how, do you, how, do, how can they become your brand loyal clients at the same time? And one of the best ways, just like Luis was saying, is building that trust instantly and being transparent. So you want to build trust, create value, and you want to get them bonded early on. I always say that, you know, 20% of your clients can make up for 80% of your revenue. So when you find those cheerleaders that tend to be not just, you know, financial cheerleaders, but also your brand loyal cheerleaders that will share and follow and cross promote some of your social media content, that's when you have a home run. So, you know, it depends on the, everyone's got these different financial buckets, right? But it's just a matter of how we work with them and what's comfortable for their, um, uh, allotment or for their budgets. Adam, can you unpack for me a little bit? Because you you do the social media thing. Um, you know the the value of finding your people and talking your brand. How do you balance that with the idea of talking to sort of all of your clients? So is it? Yeah, yeah let me, I'll make it my head around that. Are, are yeah. we our people, or are we are we really focused on being inclusive of all pet owners? How, how do you square that in your mind? Thank you for this question. You know, you're the very first person that has asked me this question. I have never been asked this. And I talk about this internally because, I, you know, when you have, you know, how many X amount, thousands of followers or whatever, but yet, you know, you're going to really focus on your community. But I think we do a service to the profession is really what I always say is like we are brand ambassadors to our profession and how well we represent our profession. There's one thing that you'll never see me do. And I highly recommend to the listeners out there. I never want you to make fun of clients out there because they notice that, they see that, and it's not a good look on our profession. So what do you do? You change the narrative a little bit and you provide education. It can be fun and levity, but then what they're going to do is they're going to try to geo-target and find out where you go. Like I, so many people, followers say, oh my gosh, I wish you were in Pennsylvania. I wish you were in, you know, out west or whatever, but that's okay because what we do and what I love about this profession is I can find somebody for you too. And so I really trust that to that. I may not be able to help you in California, but I have clients or I have colleagues that can certainly assist. But what you want to do is you want those people to say, I have a cousin that lives near you in New Jersey. I would love for my sister. She would love to see you. And so that's how you kind of work a little bit on your niche a little bit. You can build your clientele out in your community. The second thing that I'll say, my last thing for this is that I do think the power of going live on social media is incredibly powerful. And I know it's a vulnerable experience, but I challenge our colleagues out there to do this because people love it. And you can, again, focus on your community within your town, how how many miles out you want to market them out. You could certainly do it. But I think there's some added value that you're offering. Again, we're talking about access to care, but also access to education. It's very hard for certain pet parents to maybe ask very simple questions like, I don't know how to clean my dog's ears a little bit. Can you show me? So by that, you're creating this great bond that word of mouth will spread very fast. So it, it works nicely if you want to really build your clientele up. I really do recommend it. Oh, I like it. So we talked about transparency. We talked about recognizing all clients. What's, what's number three? So tip number three would be coaching the team. Because it shouldn't just be on, say, the practice manager like, like Luis. It shouldn't be on Dr. Rourke or Dr. Christman. We want to make sure that we role play the workflow together. What does this look like? And what are, are we all educated enough to understand the available opportunities that are there for our clients? And what tools are we going to be allowing? So we want to choose tools for the clients and the team that can support cost of care conversations. And 
we want to integrate that cost of care information into decision-making treatment plans and patient visits. So for instance, if we have a client that says to us, listen, I, I really wish I can afford this right now, but I, I don't know, what are the options? Well, we want to make sure that we have provided all the education to our staff and our team to educate them. For example, maybe your hospital can offer pay over time options that don't require hard credit. Maybe there's other options like care credit uh, for them to consider. And there's options like variety, vet billing, or Sunbit that I talked about too. And there's financially friendly clinics out uh, that are out there as well that are nonprofit, that offer nonprofit or grant programs. Um, there's a website that I like. It's called pethelpfinder.org. It's got over 4,400 resources listed on that site for available financial offerings. So again, those listeners out there may not even know what I just said about that. So and I, I challenge your team to learn about all the different options that are out there in addition to, of course, pet insurance. Well, you know, the thing that's really interesting is we think that we know everything and sometimes we underestimate or sometimes we overestimate our clients. One thing that we need to know and we need to make sure our team knows is that in the path to care pet finding study that was conducted by the Chadwick Margin Bailey on behalf of Care Credit, it said that 52% of pet owners research the pet's care. 61% of them research their costs and fees. 59% of them say the variety of payment options is important. And 52% say finances is important. So it's not just about giving the best training to our team on how to know what catheter to use or what pain medication to use or what side effects there might be on certain medications. It's helping clients understand and afford what they need to do. Talk to me a little bit about, about where communications go from here, what, what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do from a system standpoint, because we just talked about training. And so are we are we freestyling? Is every client different? Uh, do we have systems that we kind of try to run people through? Talk, talk to me a little bit about, about the pet owner as an individual versus trying to build a cohesive system in our practice. Yeah, so that's our next tip is providing individualized care. You know, I, I always say that VIP, everybody's important, Andy, right? Everybody wants to be seen yesterday. <laughs> so the I stands for individualized. It's very individualized pet parent, very individualized um, pet. And what does that really mean? So, you know, it's not cookie cutter. You know, everyone knows I'm a doxaholic. So, you know, if I was to walk into a clinic and, you know, I have a, a person that dims the lights and offer me these warm towels or whatever, I was like, well, I'm not a cat parent, but you're doing all these things for cats. That's not that's not for me. That's great. But I would want to make sure that maybe you got ramps ready for me. Maybe you got like stickers or whatnot that's going to show docs things that are going to get me excited to really consent to like be compliant and follow along with any of these recommendations. So being um, providing that personalized care is so, so crucial in this day and age. And the other things that we do, simple things that you may not know is um, DNA testing huge thing is providing individualized care because we want to know not only what they're made up of, but what are genomic sequences? Because what we're finding, what we're practicing in our hospital, we offer and recommend DNA testing early because we're finding that a lot of these pet parents are more likely to get pet insurance. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's a really huge thing. We also talk about liquid biopsy testing as they get older too, as pre-cancer screenings or identifying cancer markers. And also talking about um, integrative modalities that could be more specific to certain needs. So for example, the large Great Danes or the large um, German Shepherds or whatnot, they're gonna need a little bit more work with maybe rehabilitation and movement versus some of the smaller breed dogs. So um, I think that's really important, providing individualized care, because what we find is the money can go along for the ride. The fact that we're offering really one-on-one um, uh, you know, ideas or whether it be get well cards, thank you messages, care packages, sympathy cards, um, you know, Chewy, for instance, does very well with this, making them feel like a VIP. So I think that's a good example. I know Luis talks about uh, the four R's of personalization. Did you want to share with them what that is? Yeah, I would. The four R's are recognize, remember, recommend, and what's relevant. So again, recognize, remember, recommend, and relevant. We need to recognize that you can't always judge a book by its cover. We have to remember what's important. For example, if an animal was came in and was euthanized and you didn't have a comfort room and you put them in the examining room too, that client doesn't want to go back in the examining room too. They remember it. But for us, we don't even think about it. When we recommend, we don't give ultimatums. We give ideas. We give recommendations because we're a professional. We're not an amateur. The definition of an am- of a professional is not being an amateur. Every person, whether you're a veterinarian or an animal health care team member, you are a health care professional. So you're what you recommend, the person is going to listen to. So you want to be relevant. And when you're relevant, you're able to focus on that particular breed, that particular client, that particular type of communication style that particular person's emotions at that particular time. If their animal was just injured by a car, hit by a car, their emotions are going to be very high. Um, If you have bad news, tell them that their emotions are going to be all over the place. You have to be relevant and stick to the point and keep your eye on the ball. What you're trying to do is put your arms around that client so that you can communicate, they understand what's going on, you've taught your team how to do this and why it's important. So they together with you can make the decisions that those animals need and deserve. So I, I, lo- I love your I love your four R's to so recognize, remember, uh, recommend, and relevant. Uh, so we've talked about uh, transparency, we've talked about recognizing all clients, we've talked about coaching the team, and we've talked about providing individualized care. What's our what's our what's our fifth uh, fifth and final tip? The last tip that we're discussing is know what your clients value. You know how many of us value our our pets as uh, their fur babies? Like I I probably would do anything and anything for them. I would give my left arm for them. You know, but not everyone feels that same way. So understanding the value system of pets when they walk in um, is is interesting and it must be respected at the same time. You know, some uh, some pets are considered, I mean, pets are property, but humans as a pet owner, there's that fine line that they're saying, I'm just here for the rabies vaccine doc and that's all I want. And we have to be mindful and respectful of that at the same time. We can always make our recommendations, but there's a fine line between pushing versus making recommendations. And what we also find is that 
you know, the, the hierarchy of the roles of, of the pet, the pet pyramid is what we call it, has certainly changed. I mean, we know that our Gen Z clients are really like, you know, celebrating them and going, you know, crazy with their birthdays and happy gotcha days and so forth. And they want that same enthusiasm to be reflected at the veterinary hospital that they choose. And if it shows, again, they're more willing to pay for certain things and to do certain things if they see that that enthusiasm is infectious along the team. Well, I mean, look look at what Starbucks has done. Yeah. You can go to Starbucks for your coffee, you pay five bucks for a cup of coffee, but you go because you want to get that puppuccino. Why do they have puppuccinos? Is it because they buy too much Cool Whip and whipped cream? No, it's because they want to have the experience. I'll tell you, if I go to the bank without my pooches, or I just go to the night deposit at the bank and it, it's not open, my pooches are upset because they know that when they go to the bank, that they're going to get their milk bones. So again, if I go to the bank and the bank is closed, I get attitude from my English master. So oh my gosh. Why, are the, why, why is the bank giving milk bones? Because it's an experience. Why is Starbucks doing puppuccinos? It's an experience. I do want to add, Andy, too, this is because in this day and age, it's so different for the better to be a pet parent. There are hospitals around the country now that are offering step and repeats. They have a whole thing. They are they have the whole ring white. They have the background of their hospital logos in there, like a step and repeat with a red carpet rolled out. There is one hospital in L.A. that caters specifically to the pet influencers. And they have I mean, it is like when they're walking in, they have a big round of applause that's coming. <laughs> oh, that's the way. But they eat this up. So knowing your audience, knowing your clientele, I mean, that same clientele is not going to work, obviously, in another area. So knowing that is so important. But I agree, Luis, it's all about having that experience. When I when I went to my bank and the bank teller, I had I was holding up two of the weeds. I'm like, look at them. Check it out. And I didn't get a biscuit. Do you know, I said something. (laughs) Did you not see Clark W. Griswold and Capone right here? You know? But it's just, it's so funny that that's memorable and impressionable yeah. enough for me to like be upset about it. So I love that you shared that. Oh man, you guys, uh, thank you so much for being here. I, I, I so much enjoy these conversations with you guys. I love thinking about this. I'm going to go away. I, I, I love the, the step and repeat, uh, makes me, makes me happy. It reminds me of a clinic in LA that I used to know that did this organic lavender bath and it was like a $300 bath that they offered, but it was what they're like the clientele that they had and where they were located, it uh, it was something that was wildly popular. They couldn't do enough of them. And it was like, I think that that part of understanding who your clients are and recognizing what they value and the experience you're trying to create, I think all of that makes a ton of sense. Let, before I let you guys go, uh, let's. I always like to collect resources. So Adam, you mentioned uh, PetHelpFinder.org. I'll put a link um, into the show notes about that, um, what uh, what other what other resources do you guys like? Uh, where 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 should people where where should people go to learn more? I, I like Policy Advisor. I think that's a good one to check out for pet insurance ones. And uh, PetsBest.com um, backslash vets is another good one that I like. What about uh, you? Care, care Credit, of course, uh, so that we're not put in a position of us being the banker, letting them yeah. set up credit before they actually need it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll, I'll put links to all that stuff down in the show notes. Uh, guys, thanks so much for being here. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I, uh, I hope you got as much to think about as I did from it. Great. 
Thanks, everybody. Take care of yourselves, gang. I'll talk to you later on. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what I got. That's it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got a ton out of it. Thanks to Adam and to Luis for being here. I very much enjoyed them. Gang, take care of yourselves, everybody. Thanks again to Care Credit for making this possible. I got to say that. Be well. I'll see you guys later on. Bye-bye. <laughs>